0: (laughs) what is really going on everybody if you don't know now you do know you're officially tuned in to a very special edition of the hfwb podcast series this is your host clifton pope and with me today i have a very special woman who's been on her own journey as far as walking through life finding her own faith and as we all do we all eventually walk this line of just finding our faith sometimes we get lost in the crazy world that we live in and i feel like the person that i'm about to bring on is going to tell her own story and i feel like we could all learn something from this story including myself She is basically a wonderful mom. She is a nurse, and she's an an up-and-coming author. She has her own book out. It just came out a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken correctly, called Dear Mommy. I love the title, and I'm about to bring on the special author and the special person here, Miss Joyce Ramirez. Welcome to the HFWB podcast series.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, Joyce. Thank you for taking time out of this wonderful Labor Day weekend that's been off and off with rain and stuff just to come and hang out on the podcast series. So, Joyce, we're just going to dive on into this. For everyone listening to the HFWB podcast series and is wondering, who is Joyce Ramirez? Give them a little bit of your background story.
1: Okay. Um, well, I'm first and foremost a mom. I have three kids. Um I have one child that was actually born um, with septo optic dysplasia. So um, she's kind of categorized as that special needs child. Um, I, Because she was ill when she was born, um, I was 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt kind of dumb. I wanted to know what was going on, what the big words were that the doctors were saying. So I went to nursing school. I <laughs> became a nurse because of my daughter. And so really, uh, she ultimately, from the beginning, changed my life completely. Believe it or not, I was a bookkeeper before I was uh, a nurse. And so, um, oh,
0: wow,
1: yeah, so it was a wild ride with her. Um, and so that's what the book really does entail a lot is my life, raising her and all of the obstacles that we've gone through. Um, one of the things that I like to tell people, especially in, in the special needs community, is this is the how not to book. This is how I messed up, Learn from how uh, the mistakes I made and, and do better because these kids don't come with instruction manuals. And each one of them is different. And so it, it, it's something finally out there for uh, a, a parent like myself that can maybe um, I look for some guidance. And like I said, for me, it's a what not to do book. No,
0: um, no. And, and it's funny how you mentioned that, Joyce, because sometimes a what not to do is sometimes necessary in order to show people what they need to do because there's somebody out there who may mess up and make them same mistake that you've made along your journey and they need a little bit of an instruction manual on how they can prevent themselves not to do it again I mean, exactly. I'm guilty of doing that probably every other day and wishing to myself dang, I wish there was somebody who wrote a book or an instructional manual on how to do it better and how to prevent that from happening again and and it's crazy as far as your daughter having the special needs and was born like that and everything, do you think Along that journey, it kind of helped build like a stronger bond and um, something out of that, and, and which led to you switching your profession to wanting to become a nurse, to where you can understand that more.
1: Oh, absolutely! That that was the only I never had a desire to be a nurse. Uh, up until that moment when we started going um, for test after test and things were just looking really grim and I couldn't understand. It was like they were speaking a foreign language.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I needed to know more. I needed to learn more. I needed to understand um, before I was accepting her to all of these different trials and things that she was going to go through. Um, so yes, yeah, she definitely, and we definitely do have a ridiculous bond. So ah. <laughs> she's, oh here. wow, she's yeah, she's <laughs> always here.
0: <laughs> hello, hello! For those who are basically listening to the, who are watching the video right now on YouTube, Joyce has literally just brought her daughter into the video shot. For everyone who's tuning into the HFWB podcast series, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Uh, my name is Sierra Sobios. I am my mom's uh, daughter, of course. I uh, suffer from subdural optic dysplasia and cerebral palsy. Okay. Uh, this ride that we have been on together is something that I could never forget. Mm. I I love her with my entire being, and through God's will and through the will of my health, we've we've been able to come this far. <laughs>
0: And we're gonna keep on going and we're gonna keep on pushing. And I just wanna say you've you've done well on your journey. Don't ever let anybody put you down as far as what you've been through, as far as just using this as an opportunity just to continue to rise up and accept the challenge and most importantly, elevate, elevate and elevate by any means. That will be my words of wisdom to you. And you are true. You are truly a walking blessing, and you are truly shining a walking shining light. And you will make a great example for anyone who's listening. It is showing, hey, we all have obstacles; they can be overcome, and you're you're thank just proving it right then and there. So, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything.
1: I think the the key and the line that always ran through my head over and over from when she was born to that first diagnosis was. Um, your daughter will never walk, talk, or see. Um, That was told to me right from the get-go. And uh, it it was a a journey because um, I think I spent a lot of time angry with God. Uh, The majority of my years I was angry with God because of it. And I remember telling my mother what the doctors had said. And my mother, uh, she kind of yelled at me. And she mm-hmm. told me, um, it was like, the doctors are not God. You don't just give up like that. You're, you know, you leave it in God's hands and, and you'll see, you know, you have to believe. And she's really my guiding light. Um, and she carried us through and she never gave up on Sierra. In times when I struggled with all of the diagnoses and all of the things that we were going through um, where it seemed like it was never gonna end uh yeah. she really stood there and and she carried me through the whole way. She's amazing she's
0: and, and you want to know something that you that your daughter is also proving at this very moment Joyce she's basically proving the idea of epigenetics still being alive and something that is not necessarily new but at the same time it's not that old either because for those who are listening right now who don't understand what I'm talking about as far as epigenetics, I actually talk about it a little bit more in my book, What's Wealth Without Work. But the idea is rising above your genes and showing that you could heal yourself from within and never let any doctor or anybody say, oh, you're not going to be able to walk, talk, and do all this ever again. That's not true because Yes, you're just examining my body, but you're not living within my body every single day. So if anything, I have a step above you because I know my body better than anybody else. So you're pretty much showing that natural living is truly possible. And I just applaud the journey. I really do. And you got my salute for that, for sure. But overall, Joyce, I got to ask you this because this is the main reason why I brought you on my podcast What inspired you to write the book, Dear Mommy? Was it this whole entire journey that you've been on? Did you ever feel like you would have to like have a story to tell, and you had to just get it out there? There was many people that where they can relate to it. What kind of sparked all that?
1: Well, um, it's actually a funny thing. I uh, I was not religious. I was not um, yeah. I was just not following a great path. Uh, not necessarily a bad path, just a path with no faith. Uh, mm. I was still very angry with God. And at one point in my life, I eventually found my way. Um, actually, by the help of my son, I found my way. He, he really mm. pushed me to go to church. Um, and through that, uh, I became very open to the concept of being quiet and listening to God's word. Like you can do all the praying and you can do all the talking. And when you have that conversation with God, you can keep talking, you know, you know, he's there. But if you don't stop and listen, you, you miss things. And so I mm-hmm. felt a very deep calling um, to write a book. Um, it kept on over and over. And I kept saying, I, I don't have time for that. I do not have time for that. It
0: always happens like that.
1: Yeah, I, I kept I kept on arguing back and forth. Like, I don't know what you expect.
0: Procrastination is a real weakness, I'm telling and you. <laughs> this
1: probably went on for about eight to 10 years until I finally said, let's do it. And when I look back at my book now, I really stop and think, I did not write these words. I don't even know how these words came about. This is from within, this is his words, this is him. Um, the concept of the book, everything. Um, yes, I'm, I'm I'm. very creative, I've always been a writer. I've always wanted to be a writer, but I put everything on pause, um, nor did I ever think I was capable of completing a task like this. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I have ADD, I can't stay focused to save my life. And then here, here I finally listened and I I put forth what he wanted me to do. And man, these words just came onto the page. They just danced onto the page. like, And like I said, when I look back and I read it now, it's very strange to me because I'm like, how did I do this? How did those words jump on that page? You know?
0: I, and, I, and I could completely relate to that 100% within just writing my own book because it took, I, I mean, I did mine and like, It took me like maybe seven to eight months to write my book. But even then, it's just sometimes it's writer's block. You lose it. You lose motivation. You lose inspiration. Sometimes you don't know what you feel like saying. And it's just putting everything together. And sometimes it may not sound right. And just having to reconstruct everything. People who are listening to this podcast right now, they don't understand the struggles that just people who want to become an author within their own right and just write their own book and tell their own story it's not done overnight it's a process and right. Joyce you explained the process very well and the one thing that I noticed about the two things that make you the most it, it was in, inspired basically by your children like your daughter who's right there next to you she in a way inspired you. You to want to become a nurse, which you never thought would even be possible. And then here your son is over here inspiring you to take a walk of faith, which leading you to write your book. So it's like how how important is it as far as your children, as far as just being that extra inspiration towards your overall journey? I
1: I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, I was, I was asking, Joyce. I'm sorry. Basically, how important have your children been for you along this whole entire journey that you've been they, going through?
1: They are my everything. I I would not have no, amounted. Super. I don't, I you know, I can't say I wouldn't have amounted to anything, but I certainly would not be the strong woman that I am right now. I certainly mm-hmm. would not have the faith that I have right now. Um, I spent so many years... Um, just wandering around without any thought processes of God or faith or, you know, I never went to church. These kids didn't go to church for probably 15, 16 years. You know, they didn't know. And then they begged me that they wanted to go to church and they didn't understand why I wasn't taking them. And so it really put a rift in what I was considering my norm. Um, But everything I've ever done, when I look back at it, when I, when I read the book, when I look at my life, everything was changed because of them. Everything positive that has ever evolved from me was because of them.
0: It's it's crazy because it's like at the end, it's like I always like to say it starts with God and it ends with God. Everything else that's going on is basically in between. And yes, we may have moments where we get lost. I mean, I, could count how many times I took my own walk and of not having any faith and just living life and letting everything and anything get the best of me and everything. But at the end of the day, you got to come back to the source where it all starts. And nice. something about when that turning point happens, it just flips the switch and you're like, okay, I'm back. Time to get things rolling yet again. And we're going to make a bigger impact than ever before all through the grace of God, all glory be. That's, that's what I like to personally say. Amen. Amen. But overall, if you want people to get, what do you want people Joyce to get out of reading your book, Dear Mommy? Like what is the overall personal message you want them to understand?
1: Um, I think one of the big things in my book is um, even being a, I call them creasters. Um, Christians that go to church on Christmas and Easter, or even um, those that have fallen into, um, you know, negative forces in their life that um, they they can make it and they can find their way back to Christ. And Christ is always forgiving and, and he's always there and, and he's always by your side, no matter the trial, no matter how much you think he's not there at that moment. He is, um, That that's a big theme in my book is when I look at all of the negative aspects that had gone on, I blamed him and I was mad at him. Like, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Um, mm-hmm. And the truth be known, he was always there and and each time that a struggle occurs the silver lining is just amazing you know the end result is uh is just uh never what i expected it's kind of one of those things like the unanswered prayers um mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's not always what you want it's what he wants and and it's for his good
0: so it's all it's all God's plan, and it's kind of like what you're alluding to in your book. And to add on one more thing, and I know we've all heard this before: I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right? I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much what it all boils down to at the end of the day. And I want to keep this little theme that we have going as far as giving people words of advice. And for those who were lost in their faith, kind of like how you were at one point, and who have are having trouble trying to find themselves? What are three key pieces of advice you will give them right at this moment, Joyce?
1: Um, you know, one of my big, big things um, that I did was I joined. Uh, it's called the Journey to Damascus. So mm-hmm. it's a uh, four-day retreat. Um, that was a huge game changer in my life. That was um, that moment of clarity. Um, where i was lost and found I, I felt um i felt it i felt the change mm-hmm. um it was a it was a hard decision to make uh because it's 4 days of your life like oh my gosh uh you you have no phone which you know people can't live like that anymore and then i have i have sierra you know so i was scared to not have my phone um uh, <laughs> But it was the most beautiful thing I could ever tell you. Yeah. And,
2: uh, and like when she went on her journey, it's hard to go those days without your mom. Like you're always stressed. You're like, what if something happens while she's not there? What if I can't do this on my own? And what if, you know, what if it was fruitless? Or what if like, you know, like just the anxiety is
0: It's kinda of like it's kind of like hoping for the best, being ready for anything and expecting the worst to happen out of the situation, kind of.
1: And then um, I think my second would be uh, find a church where um, where you are, where you feel like you're praising, where you feel like you feel God, where you learn and you listen. Um, I, I think one of my biggest things was finding the right uh, church at the time. Um, yeah. I went to uh, St. John the Baptist. And that was one of my things is like all the years that I ever went to church when I was younger, I was not paying attention ever, ever. <laughs> I honestly... I'm I, I, of that I,
0: too. Don't worry.
1: Yeah. It was really, um, when I stop and think about it, it was really hilarious how much I was not paying attention. Um, I was looking at other people's clothes and where can I buy that or whose earrings I like. Or, you know, it was never about math. Just
0: everything except the overall message.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, very rarely was I had all my, I had all my prayers memorized, but that was it. You know, I didn't even know what the prayers meant. I was just going to say, them. Um, but when I finally found a congregation where the priest um Man, his homily would get me every time. He would tell me uh, what it looked like when you know at that time, or who was there, where they would, what they would be sitting on, or what the season was, or uh, and and he would put you literally there, and then uh, and then he would just turn it all around and make you understand what it what it pertains to now. And just as he spoke, everything that he would say would stick with me to where I would walk out of there. And me and my kids were having conversations over dinner about what the mask was. You know, um, he he was an amazing. But when I found that man, that was those were little little pathways to to me grasping and understanding. And then the third thing I would tell you is uh, keep learning. Never stop learning. I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things that I've uh, started doing a lot is reading. I, I read and read and read. And some of the books, uh, my favorite authors are like Lisa Turkhurst. um, Oh gosh. um, Gosh, I can't think right now. Um, The, the fourth cup. uh, That was an amazing book. Um, But, but that constant, learning I, I actually read an entire yeah. book about how to read the ro- how to do the rosary i didn't even understand why why are we why i don't get it i i didn't understand why are they saying i don't understand that so now when i don't understand something i go and i read and and mm. it really does uh make a difference uh i it do audible a lot because i have add no,
0: <laughs> it's, 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 it's great that you say that joyce as far as the importance of reading because I, myself, I like to take reading as like mental gymnastics, right? Because we focus so much on the physical aspects of our body, but we don't pay that much attention to what's up here. And that needs a little bit of weightlifting and muscle building within itself. The best way to do that is by reading. And it's like me personally, Joyce, I usually like to try to read within the first hour of every single day that I wake up, even if it's just... A couple of pages. It's just that one little sentence that you read could spark some inspiration to where, to where you want to pass it on as a message, and that's kind of what I usually like to do within my own motivational messages. I read, and if I notice something, and if I read it before, I didn't, I didn't catch it, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I know what this means. I got to pass this on to the next person. So, I love right. how you say never stop, never stop learning, because. The moment you you stop learning is the moment you stop growing. And I think that's something that people forget tremendously. And I, I really believe right. that. And at the same time, if we can learn from what the other two things Joyce said, go on a retreat and find a church that makes you feel like you're at home. It's where you can feel the spirit of God, because that's all it takes for you to make that change to be a better person and just reach new levels you never thought you could reach. I mean, If I can do it, and if Joyce can do it, and if her family and her kids can do it, we can all do it. And I feel like that's the message I want to have on this episode of the HFWB podcast series, which leads to me asking you this, Joyce. I have a list of questions that I usually ask people who come on the show. I'll cater it a little bit towards you, of course. My first question is simple. What's the first thing you do or think of every single day that you wake up every morning?
1: I uh, I thank God for waking me up. I thank God for allowing me to wake up one more day.
0: That's that's great. And that's something that I feel like everybody should do automatic. But you'd be surprised because of the constant busyness that we're dealing with. Where it's like we hop out of bed and we forget to do that. But I love that answer. It's a great answer. And that's something that I personally do myself as well. I,
1: I will admit I used to roll to my phone and check my facebook um and so you <laughs> oh, we'll
0: doing that too to this very day sometimes yeah, maybe once or exactly. twice a week i'm
1: trying to cut and that right habit to. to
0: break it's a it very is. hard
1: habit to break um but i i've started to mentally train myself that he comes first um even before facebook So I'm aging myself that it's Facebook that I go to, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I
0: I respect the honesty, Joyce. I respect the honesty behind that. That's what the HFWB podcast series is all about. It's honesty here. Now to bring you into my world and my brand health, fitness, wealth, business, what is your personal definition of health and wealth in your own eyes?
1: Health and what?
0: Health and wealth. In your own eyes, yes.
1: Um, health, I guess it's more of the, um, I, I, I take it a little bit different because I'm also a mental health nurse. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the physical, but it's the mental. Um, I, I do, as far as health is concerned, you know, I do try to get out and exercise and I do try to eat right and I cheat a lot. Um, <laughs> but but having like that mental honesty. health um, is is really important to me too. Yes, um, it is. staying focused and staying uh, keeping your eye on the prize, like and, like I said, waking up, praising God, waking up, knowing He's there with you, um, knowing you can turn to Him all the time. When people don't have that, that's when they start uh, circling the drain. Sometimes they they um, they they don't have that strength that their father their their big father God is right behind them carrying them so I I do find that that's part of my health and and well wellness um, wealth is my family I I don't know I I I, I fight to make ends meet um, but it doesn't matter to me that. Um, where we live humbly. I'd rather live humbly every day so long as I have my kids surrounding me and the fact that they love me enough that they still keep me even at twenty three and twenty one and fourteen. am start crying. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you imagine even my fourteen year old still kinda likes me and I take pride in that. That's that's my big wealth right there is that they, they like me. They keep me. Uh, they still want me to hang out with them. So I, I feel like I'm doing something right
0: if yes, they still want me. Yes. Even at 23,
2: nope. I love my mom. She's I'm sorry. But I love her. Like She's my best friend. Thank you.
0: There's, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. And I love that. That's just adorable. That just deserves a round of applause within itself. I, I mean,
1: Wow. Um,
0: yes, I mean, it's just something about just being with your family and creating those special moments where you can look back on and talk about at the next gathering. It's just it's just special magic within itself. And I myself cherish those moments too whenever I see family I visit I visit from out of town or who come in town, et cetera, et cetera. But sticking to what you were talking about earlier, what you were talking about earlier, Joyce, as far as the reading and stuff, if you had three books that you could recommend to someone who who, who you feel like you could they could change their lives, what would those three books be?
1: Uh, Lisa Turkhurst, uh, "Forgiving What You Can't Forget," that's a big one. Okay. Uh, Girl, go go wash your face. Uh, I cannot remember the writer right offhand, but "Girl, Go Wash Your Face." Oh wow. That one is uh, a huge uh, man kind of slap you in the face reality check. Mm. And I believe it's Scott Hahn, the fourth cup. The fourth cup is really an amazing uh, history lesson on on the Bible and um, but it's readable. Like you can actually follow it and it has so many aha moments that make you realize that this is real. this is you know that, that God mm-hmm. is real, that that he's here and he had a message and this is his message and keep living his message. So.
0: I love, good. I love, Absolutely. I'm gonna have to definitely keep those on my personal radar myself because I myself love to read and I'm all for reading different ideas and different topics based on what different authors bring within their writing and stuff I will definitely keep be on the lookout for those um whenever you're not doing everything that you're normally doing on a regular basis Joyce what would be some of your personal favorite hobbies
1: um, I, I ride my bike often. That is, that is one. It is a neat little way, uh, to get away. And okay. those are when I have my quiet moments. Um, I do have a lot of quiet moments with God whenever I'm I'm out doing that. Um, I know it's silly, um, but we play board games and hide and go seek in the dark uh to this, yeah, to this day yeah to this everybody kind of laughs at me they're like when are you going to grow up and I'm like probably never but that's okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know Joyce I'm, I'm I'm glad you said that Joyce because sometimes growing up can be the issue within itself because sometimes we have to cater to the inner child that's still alive within us some people want to just throw that away like it never existed. Sometimes life needs that inner child to balance out with the grown-up to where it's like this, because life's a balance, right? Why not that balance it out like that? So there's yes. nothing wrong with that at all, Joyce. As a matter of fact, I, I love it, actually. That's <laughs> right. I mean, we end up with
1: broken toes and scabs and stuff, but it's okay. We we, the- we cuts oh. some
0: bruises. No big deal. No big deal at all. I love it. I love it. uh,
1: The other thing I think we like the most is uh, escape rooms. We love to do escape rooms, and we will literally go out of town to go to. Yeah, it's so much fun, and and that's another brain exercise. I mean, you really wear yourself
0: out in those things. Fun. I got you. I got you. My last question for you, Joyce, before we wrap everything up is an interesting one. If you had the opportunity to talk to yourself ten years ago what would you tell yourself? And at the same time, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years?
1: So 10 years ago, I probably would have um, told myself to write that darn book. (laughs) 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 I would have said, you can do it, you can find time, and you should listen. Um, But I think without those 10 years of experience, the book probably wouldn't have been what it is now.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, true.
1: 10 years, yeah. Um, 10 years from now, um, I'm working on book two. Okay. Um, I am hoping to uh, probably be a travel nurse. Once my little one graduates, I would love to be a travel nurse. Um, and then uh, if i ever honestly had the financial ability we are volunteers that's what we do that's what we do on our spare time yes. right yeah uh, one we-
2: organization i want to bring to the forefront is choice living community because mm. they are an amazing community of people who like to help make uh, people like me who are special needs adults Try to make them more independent, and try to teach them. Right. Yes, and uh, try to teach them new abilities. And so it's
1: kind that. of like an adult daycare for special needs, and actually Sierra volunteers there. Yes, and so mm. we, she, she, uh, man, it's just amazing to see her now, and her her being out there and, and volunteering and helping with them. Um, but we do any time that we um, get a chance, we're out there feeding the homeless. Um, I would love. I would love to be able to do so much more. I would love to be able to be a bigger help. Uh, I think that's why I changed um, some of my prospects into turning into a, a psych nurse
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, I see the need.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: and, yeah. Um, yeah, it's- and I, I want to take this moment to kind of give a special shout out to Dr. Jennifer Scott. And Miss Bethany Baird at Choice Living Community for the wonderful work that they do. They're Absolutely. wonderful people. They love just shining a light on those who have special needs and showing that they have hidden talents behind those. Special oh needs. yes, Absolutely. And that, that's the one thing I love the most about the work that's done at Choice Living Community. I've been there a couple times, and I'm like, yes, I, I love it. You, you just feel it right right off the top, and. I, and I know I know them very well because of that, and it's like I, I salute their work and what they're doing for the community, especially for those in special need. It's well needed and well deserved. Focusing
1: on building their independence at the level that they are focusing. Um, man, I loved I loved volunteering there. That was just such a beautiful, um, beautiful experience for me, and I'm just so happy that Sierra gets to continue to volunteer there. Yes.
0: Well, Joyce, we've pretty much covered mostly everything I wanted to cover. I just wanted to give you your opportunity to tell people where can they get in contact with you. And at the same time, where can they get a copy of Dear Mommy at?
1: Um, well, I am on Facebook. At, uh, I believe it's Dear Mommy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joyce Ramirez. Um, and as far as the book, you can get it on Amazon online um Kindle um, Nook. You can also get it at Barnes and Noble online. Um okay. just looking up Dear Mommy Joyce Ramirez. Um uh it's 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 out there. I hope it helps the right people.
0: And I definitely will get a copy myself very, very soon. You heard it here on the HFWB podcast series. That's my stamp of approval there. And if we could take anything as far as the close out this episode Get out there and try to make a difference and help someone who's in need by any means necessary because you never know what that individual is going through because we all have our own battles that we're fighting that are hidden to most. And at the same time, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about. We all have our own obstacles we need to overcome. So why not extend that hand, offer them some help and kind of pull them out of their situation to where they can move on from it. And at the same time, they can know that there's people there supporting them every step of the way, because I feel like that's what some people need, especially those who are going through mental health issues, like so on and so forth. But Joyce, I want to thank you once again for just taking time out of your Saturday, just to hang out with yours truly on the HFWB podcast series. It's been a fun conversation and it's been an honor.
1: All right. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I appreciate y'all for just hanging out with me. And for those who are listening to the HFWB podcast series, this is your host, Clifton Pope. I encourage y'all to stay healthy, wealthy, and blessed. And until next time, everybody, peace and love. Thank you.